ladies and gentlemen, we call this podcast Botchercast for a reason because we always botch anything that's planned in the future match. We botched it this week because we said we're going to do a weekly thing and we don't come up with something for that, what, two weeks now, Sammy? Maybe a week and a bit. (laughs) (laughs) But back again, but back again, it's your favourite botchcasters. Good old Kings in the building and Sammy Savage. What are you telling me? Hello. (laughs) It has been such a long time. I have to apologise. JB and Hiatus. Hold tight, Razor Jane. Um, I've just been busy with work. I had somebody take annual leave. Can you imagine they took annual leave? Oh, no. They are mental. Lucky bastards, you know what I mean, bro? But, um, yes, I've been like a hiatus myself with work commitments. Sorry, guys, but the good old Kings needs to earn an income. You know how it is. But we are back. You're more than welcome to pay us for this podcast. Definitely, man. We're going to start like our OnlyFans page, or am I thinking... <laughs> Patreon. Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer Patreon or OnlyFans? <laughs> Get both guys. Double webcam. Oh. oh, is it? So which one do you want to do first then? I don't mind doing the OnlyFans. Yeah, I've got the OnlyFans. Pa- I want to get the, the angles right, you know? Pals. That sounds really bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And there's been a lot of shenanigans in the wacky world of wrestling, as always. A lot of shenanigans. I don't even know where to begin because we've got so much to catch up on. Now we've had a debate with Cassidy and Jericho, Eric Bischoff, oh, yeah. back on TV, and then Jericho being caught in the whole controversy with his gig. Did you see this on the weekend? Actually, no, what's going on? So Chris Jericho and Fozzie they went to a biker festival. I believe WCW had one of these um, pay per views named after this biker kind of thing and Jericho's gone there with Fuzzy and let's be sure about this if you see the pictures from this gig you can see Jericho front row or Fuzzy looking into a deep group of fans and there is no such thing as social distancing being practiced in this picture now yes you understand where I'm going with this now don't you Mm -hmm. his match with Sam uh, with Orange Cassidy if he fails that test could you imagine Unbelievably stupid. Oh my god. Jericho, you're the demo god, man. 1849. Oh yeah, there is definitely (laughs) no such thing as um, COVID. Not at all. Honestly, have you not seen this at all? No. The Rock Rock took over and everyone went mental. Okay, I'm not even going to address that shenanigans. That is The Rock buying the XFL. Why would you do that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it has been a crazy few weeks. It really has. Like, the Rock owns a football team, a uh, football brand, sorry. Jericho could have COVID 19. What are we else are we missing? <laughs> well, if you think about it, right? So Vince McMahon lost millions upon millions upon millions twice to XFL, and then The Rock comes in, 15 mil, buys it. Such a stupid price as well, you know. He was a failed, probably failed. I don't know. Did he fail? I think he did. He, he was fell. like a um, ex football player anyway, um, and he's yeah. in all his TV shows. So his qualifications are up there. I just think his time has always been poor. Like the first time he did it, I think that's when the Attitude Era was just running right. I think WCW might have been purchased by this point. Because you remember WWE used to have like the 
cafe or the bar on Madison Square Garden somewhere in New York or New yeah. York Square. They never have that no more. I mean, you could still go there and just like buy drinks, but if they had the live pay per view, you could get like fifteen minutes of fame. You know what I mean? Living oh, the dream. I always wanted to go there. It looks so much fun. <laughs> I know, right? Just having all the WWE superstars cutting promos while they're having a beer, and it's just there like, I, I put me for a table. Or give me a chair shot. Just give me something stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you see, you see the camera come on, and then you just jump at them and hope you get smacked <laughs> on camera. And then you see that twenty-five security dude just take you out so quickly. You've not, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> oh my goodness, people. Um, do you know what? Let's stick with AEW because MJF has really been playing on my mind recently. He is amazing. That promo against John Moxley, or towards John Moxley, when he was given his presidential campaign. It's a technical term they called it for American titles and shit. You know what I mean? That was a damn good promo. What did you I, think of it? I really liked the whole the whole of it anyway, like especially when he was in the room doing the campaign to start with, like the week before. Yeah, that was the week that was the week after, wasn't it? Yeah, whatever. His it campaign room. So, so so funny. And that's exactly thing... how it is. But the thing is, yeah, he actually speaks a lot of truth in his promos, like the old guard, really? It's, it's, I mean, he, to be fair, he is the new guard. He is going with that torch. He's like, AEW, I can talk. Give me that torch. I'm going to run with it. And if you put the belt on me, watch this place blow up. And I must admit, I don't want to compare him to Triple H, but he has that heat. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, yeah. <clears throat> he's, he's still young. He's fucking awesome in the ring, and he's awesome on the mic. Him and Jungle Boy. Could you imagine those two feuding for the belt in the future? Pretty damn good. Oh, yes. Saw us that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big man. The big man. Oh, wait. Yes, I forgot about that as well. Do you remember the whole debate was going to start to that as well? Oh, well, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. The best big man in the rest in wrestling, thanks to Carl Anderson saying that was Luke Gallows. <laughs> Let's uh, be sure. Luke no, behave yourself. Okay, first of all, let's, let's address this whole Luke Gallows being the best big man in wrestling. He tried to impersonate Ken Kane. Pardon me. He tried to impersonate Kane. End of story. Let's move on from there. Luchasaurus. <sighs> I can see what they're trying to do with Luchasaurus. They're trying to make him that agile big man. Uh, compare him to Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So seeing those two in a program together, that could be fun because they both have they can both do the spots more so Dominic than Luchasaurus because he does all that what's it that question mark kick or whatever the fuck they call it on AEW where he thinks oh yeah I can style it out that like, no but you know <laughs> but I don't know who's your favorite big man in wrestling at the moment? Oh, that's a very good point. So it depends on how you define. Big man, because like obviously back in the day it was big, big fucking people like <laughs> Big Show, fucking Great Carly, um, like Big Big Daddy V. Oh God, yes, um, yes. I mean, Great Carly. Let's not bring him into this topic because for a big man, he couldn't do shit. He pinned well, the un- his due, He had um like brain surgery and then came back to work like straight away, basically. Go out, he had brain surgery. Yeah. Did not know that. But he's a shit wrestler. But given his due, <laughs> he had that and then just came straight back in. So. Yeah, I'll give Fair him enough. that. 
I mean, when he beat The Undertaker with that stupid chop to the head and then just... Oh, just like, no. really, dude? That's just bollocks. But no, he's not a big man. He couldn't do nothing in the ring. Like, he was bare stiff. I mean, he got eliminated by bloody Beth Phoenix. That's the end of that. You know what I mean? But then you also bring up the other side of big man with Big Daddy V. Vesera. Rest your peace, good sir. You couldn't work in a ring, but we are a memorable person. He, he was, was absolutely fucking huge, and he just got bigger as time went on. And it wasn't like it was muscular either. It's okay. He just put more and more weight on. Oh, he I, did. I don't want to diss on the dead, but nobody can deny this. And it showed in his work in the ring because he couldn't work at all. I remember they gave him a title push after King of the Ring, and look where that went. Crazy. Daddy Diesel. Was it Diesel was a champion at that time as well, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm sure it was Diesel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Mm, oh dear, but... And you had like King Kong Bundy. Oh, oh, we lost a good wrestler the other day, didn't we? Kamala. Oh, Kamala. See, he's a big guy as well. Mm, R.I.P. Kamala. Did you not know he passed away a couple of days ago, if you didn't know that, by the way? He yeah, lost... I think I saw something about it. I think he is. I believe it was COVID-related. So, thoughts with the family. Kamala, R.I.P., man. Thank you for that character. Such a unique character. <laughs> really oh, yeah. unique. I highly doubt you'll be able to get a character like that these days. No, yeah. It's a shame, though. I'm going to look back on these matches with fond memory because that was such a different thing. But at the same time, it was like kind of what wrestling was back in the day. They had like these obscure characters that just stood out and everybody just took notice and remembers them going forward. Yeah, it was all about personality, mm. the character. So, like, as I was looking into this, like, what defines a big man, the actual yeah. biggest man that they had in WWE um, was George Gonzalez. He was billed at eight foot, but he was actually seven foot seven. We're talking Gonzalez against The Undertaker. Yeah, he was seven foot seven. He was billed at really? eight foot. He was seven seven. Taker's at what, 6'10", surely? He's not far off. Jesus Christ. I mean, there was a clear difference in height looking back at their yeah. match when you can see them both looking at each other before the match started. Gonzalo was huge, but again, he proves my point with Great Carly. He couldn't do shit in the ring, bruv. No, and he wore some weird naked suit. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't even know what you call that back in this day and age. That was a bad costume, but... Doing the naked man. Uh, but yeah, no, both... Undertaker was 6'10". Yeah, I thought as much. And let's be sure about this. He's what I remember as a big man. Let's mm. be sure about this. Like, with the whole dead man gimmick through the whole attitude era before he came back with the biker, he could move. I remember him doing, like, the running clothesline and he'd jump in the air and just, like, catch you over. And then in his lap, started taking the dives over the top rope. And for his height, like, mate, he did well. He did yeah, well. Yeah, he is, without a doubt, one of the best if not the best big man in any company. In any company. Imagine him in TNA back in the day when he walked over with Kurt Angle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some of the matches you would have had with Abyss. Abyss. <laughs> See, that's, that's another big man. Like he, I don't think he's like the tallest dude. No, but he was agile. I mean, for his size, he did do a lot of things. I remember him taking a lot of dives being put onto Thumbtacks, Janice. Oh, I love Janice. Do you remember her? 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, tell a lie, he's actually 6'8", so he's pretty tall. Okay, so he could work with the Undertaker. Just he's a case of who take more of the bumps. Mm. I mean, going forward, I mean, Lance Archer, looking at his stuff in the AEW, walking the tightrope, giving it old school, and then hitting a new school backflip. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, Lance Archer, is, he's going to be pretty big if they keep doing him justice like they're doing now, making him like an absolute animal. So that means keeping Jake the Snake Roberts with him as his manager. Um, I don't know. He doesn't really do a lot. So it doesn't really bother me that he's there. But when he is there, he does make use of the time. It just keeps building Archer up. Mm. You know, so he deserves a belt. He deserves a title on an AEW. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'm a big fan of Lance Archer. So he's actually like one of my top three dudes. That's that big dude at the moment. Um, I want to put Damien Priest on this list. But yeah, I was thinking about putting him on there. I mean, I only really saw him as Payne Martinez. Mm. And when I first saw him come out, he was doing shit where I was like, what the fuck? This guy is pretty darn good. Yeah, he is good. Since... I don't think he's shown all of that potential yet in NXT. He's got the ladder match coming up, though, uh, NXT yeah, 30. So he could do some, maybe do some. Stupid spots off the ladder, maybe. I mean, I've never really seen a big man do a big spot off the ladder. Have you? No, and and you've got fucking that other dude in there as well. Fat boy, whatever his name is, or whatever they call him. Ah, Bronson Reed. Bronson. (laughs) Uh, Mate, and this is the other angle of what we call a big man, because you've got to have Big Daddy Vader in this debate as well. Like, mm. let's be sure about this. The Vader bomb is a, a iconic move. I know Killian Dane or Big Damo from back in the day in WCPW, he does the Vader bomb. He even does that running crossbody as well. And this is why I'm going to put Killian Dane in his sleep because he hits both definitions of big men. He can do like some odd gymnastics, but when he picks you up, he can wreck the old shit out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's especially now he's come back. He's like trimmed up, and he's got even more agile, which is insane because he's like monstrous. Yes, I mean him. And then you can even put um, Keith Lee in it as well. Oh, obviously we've got to have the 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 NXT champion in this. We've got to have him in this. I mean, some of the things he does is just ridiculous. How can you do a moonsault at like, what three twenty? Jesus Christ, he does it clean every time. I remember when they invaded Raw. Was it him and uh, Matt Riddle? They did some stupid flips. And Keith Lee, the moonsault off the second rope for a big dude that like, everybody just took notice of that wall. Yeah, whoa. In there. And I think that's when Vince McMahon pulled the trigger and just gave Keith Lee the run of his life to be give, to give, have two belts so Vince McMahon I'm not going to give you credit for many things but thank you for giving Keith Lee the championship because this is what wrestling is all about we don't go for the stereotypical big sweaty men Keith Lee's not a big sweaty man he's a big dude fact you know what I mean Wardlow big sweaty man Vince McMahon would masturbate and like come on his face many times watching him (laughs) 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 but so yeah, I think I want to go with those three: Keith Lee, Killian Dane, and who's my first one? Who's my first one? Oh goddamn! I forgot his goddamn name. Lance Archer. Yes, Archer. 
Lance Archer. So two NXT and one AEW. I think I did well with my list. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I've been sort of going about it, like, because I kind of wish Samoa Joe was still wrestling because yeah. he is just great, hands down. Um, I mean, you can even probably put Kevin Owens on there. Yeah, we could do. Because if do. you're just going to go, he's a bigger man. Hmm. But then I'm kind of going off tangent here. Not really. <laughs> Not really, because I can see what you mean, because that like, we've got like the like the more agile kind of big boys. Like I say, so definitely Kevin Owens, Samoa Joel, holds like the drop kick. <laughs> oh, the drop kick down the stairs. Oh, oh my man. God. Hey, Joel, big man, what was you doing? What was you thinking when you thought about this spot? And Sting, why did you let him do it? Because that looked like it hurt. Oh, that looked like it hurt. Like, bollocks first with your spine or your lower back, just like, nope. Straight spinal cord snapped at the bottom. So tell everyone what the spot you're talking about. This was at Bound for Glory. I believe Sting was, yeah, Sting was the champion. I think Joe got the shot. Now, it wasn't in the asylum, but it was somewhere. I think this is when TNA had that run where they just like did like live shows, different stadiums, and bigger capacity to try and get that WWE money. And um, main event, Joe's going in hard as his thing, you know, both good workers. And they were allowed to go for, this, for the crowd. Now, if you watch this camera angle, you can just see Sting on the stairs. And Samoa Joe comes out of nowhere and he just disappears. When you see the look on Joe's face, because you can see him, you don't see this on the on the live feed from the camera. If you're like front row seat, you're gonna see Joe just jump up and land dick first into the bar- uh, into the side barriers. So if you're walking up and down the stadium, you know that barrier where you've got like two ways, one on the left, one on the right. Joe lands smack bang testicle first into these poles. And he lands on the stairs. So his lower back is definitely gone to bits. Let's be sure about this. If you like sit on your backside so quickly, really quick with a lot of force, like you get a sudden shock up your lower back. This is the position Joe is looking. And he looks in the camera and he's just like, he's trying to tough it out, stay in character. But as soon as he takes that breath, fucked. (laughs) Absolutely fucked. You You can't even see it properly either. No, that's the whole point. So when you see the camera just look on Joe, it's just there like, what the fuck? And do you know what the worst thing is as well? It barely touched skin. Sting, sorry. I think Sting <laughs> Sting just sold it like he got, he just like, bought a winning lottery ticket. Honestly. Like, on the camera, it looks sick from the angle when you're watching it on TV at home. But yeah, if you look closely, like Joe catches nothing to Sting and just takes one of the most awkward bumps I've ever seen. And it does not look like it felt good. Oof, not at all. Not at all. So, boy, that was a lot of in the big one. So, that's my f- favorite three at the moment Archer, Kidney, and Dane, Keith Lee. They're at the moment of all time. That's a different story. So, we're going to come back to that at maybe another episode. But for you at the moment, who are your favorite three big men in wrestling? Oh, I think I'm going to have to go <clears throat> Lance as number three. Number three? Yeah. Okay. Number two? Um, number two... Probably... Killian Dane, and then Keith Lee. 
basically got the same three. Mm, really, you ain't gonna change up for the moment. I mean, we don't see a lot of Killian Dane, but when he's on TV, he does do some good shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's good that he's back. He is good. Hopefully, he gets a title run. Oh, hopefully, is he in the next triple triple foot match for the ladder match at NXT? I'm pretty sure it's for one of the spots. I'm sure. I hope he is. Like him in ladder matches is always good to watch. But like if they end up putting him in there, it's going to be a load of big men and then just one really tiny man. <laughs> oh, not as big as this Dabo Kato on Raw Underground. That guy's a beast. <laughs> What is this raw underground? I don't get it. I'm trying so hard. I mean, I mean, Trainer Bays are just coming back and budding people. I got time for that, definitely. I mean, I'm looking at these dudes like Dabo Kato or Tua Roos or whatever it is. Some Brazilian, that Brazilian dude. He's basically like a Brazilian Eddie. Like, wow. You you're watching this right? The raw underground, Shane McMahon. The best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I know. It's I. I have no idea what what is going on. They've like decided to fill not even an hour of Raw with this. It's like little mini segments because I thought it was going to get like a whole hour when it says it starts at ten p.m. and then I just got like bits and pieces of it. Yeah, wow. you just get like the odd match here, the odd match there. It's really weird, but that. Um, Matt Riddle um, sent out a tweet basically saying that uh, Shane McMahon, you know, stole his idea in a way. Because he he done a thing called um, Bloodsport. Right. Um, GCW Bloodsport, actually. Um, okay, the sort of the sort of same sort of concept in a way. And Matt Riddle was like, hmm, I wonder where you got that idea from. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that does make sense. I mean, he's come back. He's coming with that MMA background. So, but the thing is, do they need it? Like realistically, that like, I don't get it. Unless they're just building new characters, that's all it is. Because it's effectively squash matches. I mean, if you look at for, for the past two rules, all the proper matches we've had without any squashes. Okay, minus the Viking Raiders and Ricochet and Cedric V, the the ninjas. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, gonna, uh, fuck off. I'm not even going to bring that up again, actually. I'm being serious. <laughs> I mean, looking at the card, I mean, you had a couple of promos. I mean, okay, so you had the opening promo with Dominic and Seth. And you know what? Dominic's going to be interesting going forward. Like, what kind of character is he going to be? Because he likes a kendo stick, doesn't he? I mean, he took Man, that was... <laughs> 30 welts. Have you seen the picture of it? Yes. Both front and back, 30 goddamn welts. That, like Buddy Murphy, bruv, he went ham. Yeah, the ones at the back. Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, like, Dominic, are you okay, bruv? Like, but he was quite happy to do it. Mm-hmm. So, mate, if they're going to bring all the tools, like, what kind of wrist is he going to be? Like, is he going to, I don't know, like, him be Eddie Edwards kind of match? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he said, like, oh, yeah, bring as many tools as you want. Does that mean it's going to be a no-DQ match? Because they didn't say it was. I don't think there was any stipulation going. Yeah. I don't think there's any stipulation going. I mean, Mysterio has signed another contract, so... What? Maybe him and Dominic win the tag team titles going forward? 
Is it what kind of rest is Dominic going to be though? Because if he's coming out with a kendo stick, hold tight. Uh, what's his name? Sandman. You know, what's he going to be? Is he going to be a broader? Is he going to just be a straight like Mick Foley kind of esque with some Rey Mysterio six one nine in? I don't know. What's he going to be? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm hoping it's like a ruse. So he's using the kendo stick to make it seem like he can't really wrestle. So that's what he's going to do. And then, bam, pulls out all these crazy moves. Do you know what? That does make a lot of sense. I did not see that coming. Okay, so now do I get excited for the match or is it going to be a massive filler? Are we going to have any eyes gouged out? Oh, gosh. Ugh, an eye for an eye, wasn't it called? Fuck out of here. But this is what's really weird. I, I looked um, on some past AEW stuff um, earlier today. Mm. And in February this year, um, uh, was it Santana or Ortiz? I think it was Santana. Um, he almost had his eye taken out by John Moxley using the stairs. That was Santana. Yes, it was. And he <laughs> had an eye. <laughs> Has WWE been watching AEW? Can you blame them? AEW's been a better product for how long now? Yeah. I mean, let's be sure about this. I know WWE had like the three weeks consistent run of ratings. And I'm sure this is like the Great American Bash, Keith Lee becoming a champion and then afterwards. But since then, like, I don't understand the product of what WWE's showing me at the moment. I mean, let's go back from last week because that whole underground stuff and Shane McMahon's back on TV that was my first problem like, I don't want to see him again I don't want to see that sweat patch I don't want to see the best wrestler in the world being a hype man it's almost like he's going back to his gimmick back in the Attitude Era just like building up all the big sweaty men yeah I'm not really quite sure and they've got they're trying to make it like a fight club thing but why is there um, dancers in the background and stuff <laughs> they weren't there this week actually <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were. I mean, let's be sure about this. They have got NXT 30, so you know, Triple X, X rated wrestling, obviously. <laughs> Don't know what you're thinking about, mate. <laughs> you know, but I mean, other than that, I mean, Nia Jax got taken off TV finally. That's the only good thing about this show that I can think of. Oh, wait, Apollo Crews defended the belt. Drew McIntyre cut a promo. Tazawa won the belt. Dominic promo. Shayna Baszler. Why did that match end in a no DQ? Was it a double finish? I don't even know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That episode of Raw just made no sense. Oh, someone got poisoned. I I, I take it back. Somebody got poisoned. That's it. Raw just doesn't make sense. This week it saved itself. But then prior to that, SmackDown... What happened to SmackDown? Ah. So... We had the bar match finally. Oh, yes. A little while ago. Yes, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. That was good. I enjoyed that. I, I didn't expect it to be that long. It was the main event. Of course, it has to be that long. And it had to be fitter as well. I mean, there was a lot of cinematic kind of stuff. Jeff Hardy's done it before with the whole broken universe. So you're used to that type of stuff. It's just watching Sheamus' acting skills or daring or lack of. <laughs> there, there were some really cringy lines in there. Like, is I I am the bar and yeah. all that. I was like, oh really? Yeah, clearly. I am everywhere. I am that TV on the wall. He was just chatting shit, but it was a good match between him and Hardy. And then we've got a King's Ransom on 
King's Ransom. I told you that Baron Corbin and Matt Riddle were going to get in a program. Now they're bringing in Shorty G. Why? I don't know, but that rolling um, German super <sighs> pretty fucking cool. That looks serious. That was one of the stickiest moves. The only last person that could do that, Douglas Williams. Remember uh, Doug Williams? He used to do it out of uh, the corner of the ring. Oh, what do you call it? I think he called it the wasn't the Rolling Thunder. What do you call it? Yeah, the Rolling Thunder was RVD. What did he call that move actually? Because that was a damn good. That was just perfect, and he kicked out of it. And he kicked out of it. Oh, he didn't even kick out. He just got bodied. It's madness. But you know, SmackDown, just WWE in general, just like the only good things that I really like at the moment are Miz and Morrison, uh, Shayna Baszler. Bray Wyatt cutting promos as always and NXT other than the main two brands there's nothing really going on like what so I I mentioned this right so when Samoa Joe um, tried to get in the ring and beat up Seth Rollins there was literally um, I swear I wasn't imagining this it went black for one second and then it said let me in oh, that's a wild so the back. thing was um on Raw. But it could have been retribution because, you know, power cuts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, then it could have been then, yeah. Could have been them. Maybe this is retribution making the... I don't know what that was on SmackDown when they cut the rings down. Yeah, they didn't even give them, like, full spray can. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's the performance center. They have to, like, disinfect and stuff for the next recording, so you have to take this into account. I mean, covid nineteen's a thing. You know what I mean? Like... I just don't get WWE at the moment. And this is the difference between WWE and AEW. With AEW, I have to try and remember these names. I have to try and work out who these people are that I've watched previously. You know what I mean? With WWE, it's the same people that I don't want to see on my TV. I'm still seeing Sasha and Bailey. I'm still seeing Oscar. I'm still seeing, well, not enough of Ricochet and Alec Cedric. The Viking Raiders are boring me. Smackdown, Biggie's getting a push finally. It's only taking you how many years to do that. Other than that, Jeff Hardy's talking the same bullshit. Braun Strowman connect. Bray Wyatt's still being the same Bray Wyatt, just he's got cartoons now. It's boring. It is boring. AEW's different. Well, I think I think the Alexa Bliss thing. Quite an interesting one. It is she a very... succumbed to the fiend. Well, she's just that every girl all this time. We will never know. I mean, that's the only good thing interesting at the moment. But realistically, let's be sure about this. AEW, there's so many people that I have to watch over and over. It's like... Oh, there was a tag team match, wasn't there? Oh, the Butch and the Blade Private Party. And I missed this. Why have I missed this? What? When was that? AEW Dark? Wait, what? FTR and AEW and Dark as well. Oh, mate, see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? WWE, they just, they have the same shit, but AEW Dark, obviously pre-taped as well, but like, all these matches I'm missing, like, mate, what is going on? Yeah, last week's Dark was pretty good. It was on that? That's, uh, for me to know, I need to find out. Well, I'm having a look right now because I'm still going through 
last week. So we had SCU, Santana, Ortiz, Private Party, the Triple Threat. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um... Archer was on TV. Oh, I mean, Cassidy was on TV as well. What? What? Best Friends, Dark Order. FTR again. Mate. Yeah, Lance Archer was on there. You had um, that Triple Threat, Satana Ortiz and uh, Private oh, Party. God. And SEU, that's a pretty darn good match. For that. And Sammy Guevara's first match back as well after suspension. Jesus Christ. What? Oh, and leave Sammy Guevara alone. It was an accident. Jesus Christ. Did you see that spot on the AEW? <laughs> Oh God, he he went. He got a bit happy with the chair. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> leave him alone, please. Leave him alone. I hope he doesn't get that much heat. It was a pure accident, so he said sorry and leave it be. But yeah, he does. Looks like, come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, Wardlow, man. You should see what he does to this Aaron Solo. To who? Sorry. Uh, on AEW Dark, it's, uh, Aaron Solo versus Wardlow. It's ridiculous. He just throws him around. Doing his F10. Where has Kingsley gone? He has gone somewhere. Classic botch fashion. Just leave me here, standing. Can you hear me? He's back. Oh, you right? <laughs> so what happened there? Did I just cut out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. So who's this Aaron Solo? What am I looking to? How many, how far into the match? Um, I don't actually know. Was it the finisher or is it like halfway through the match? Uh, it's it's not a very long match. No, it's like five yeah. minutes, maybe. Yeah. Four and a bit minutes after the entrances are done. Yeah, I mean, even watching Wardo, like he can do some bits as well. I mean, he's still a beefy dude. I mean, look, I don't know. I can see why he has a lot of matches on Dark though, because he's got the potential. He's got the potential. Oh, I can hear myself. Oh, I can hear myself. Oh, I don't know how you done that. It's your ends. It's your ends. But here we are. Oh, another botch. We had two botches in the space of a minute. This is why we're on, on Sunday Night Heat kind of TV. Main event. Oh, man. Main event. They need Sunday Night Heat back. They have the pre-show, so why would they need that back? Because it's fun. <laughs> I know it was fun. <laughs> I know it was fun, but they will never bring that back. They have the pre-show. It's like the buy-in all over again. You know what I mean? So, mate, it's, it's just resting at the moment. I don't know what I'm more invested in. I mean, AEW is the better product. I mean, after watching that debate this week on AEW, or last week, sorry, like, how can you not love Orange Cassidy even more? He's brought out that random fact about that thing. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> so I can't remember. <laughs> what was he talking about? Uh, I can't even really remember, but it was, was it quite genius. Was it? Probably like economics or something. I want to say global warming. Uh-oh. <laughs> I want to say global warming. What are you doing to this? Yo! Oof. Wardlow. That looked painful. I'm not going to watch the whole match. I'm going to watch after this. But, um... 
What was the question? No, it was global warming. Orange Cassidy. No, I did. Sorry, I got distracted, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not that professional. It's another botch. That's free for the, for this podcast. We were doing so well as well. Free botch. Yeah, we got, we got 35 minutes in. I know. 36 right? minutes in. Oh, some botch number four. <laughs> Why are you counting? I don't know. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, from the intermission. Welcome back to the Butchercast with your boy, Good Old Kings and Sammy Savage. And we were talking about Orange Cassidy and his amazing, amazing stuff with Chris Jericho at the debate. Eric Bischoff coming back. What did you make of that? Back to back to um, TNT as well. Yes. Hold set in uh, Nitro. <laughs> It was fitting, yeah. though, to be fair. I mean, I did enjoy that whole debate between the two of them. I know Jericho was talking a lot of shit. I know he was talking stuff about him being a demigod. There's some other bits and pieces as well in there that he was talking shit about. Why he's going to win the match, why he's the best. And Orange Cassidy just doesn't say a word. And when he does say words, he outsmarts Jericho and then just cuts the rawest promo of his life. Not most probably of his life, but it was up there with some of the stuff he's done. And Jericho can see this fight in his eyes. Yeah, I mean, it, it it done its job. Like it was really entertaining as well. And like, when so from Raw this week, we had Randy Orton and Ric Flair doing their little talking thing, mm. and I swear that went on for way too long. And like. Straight afterwards, when they were doing the stare out between Drew McIntyre and Brandy Orton, mm. that went on for an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> right. I was literally just like, how long is left of this? Fucking hell, kill me now. And like, you would expect if WWE did the debate like Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy did, it would be super painful. Oh. But because those two are so good at what they do, it was. You don't need great. it. You don't need it. You don't need it. I mean, Drew McIntyre, he was doing all the all whole independent. We can cut a promo. He knows. We all know this. Mm. You know what I mean? Randy Orton, he's been doing this for years. Let's not knock him. He's around for a reason. There's a reason he's been so relevant. Again, like Chris Jericho, he reinvents himself. He stays relevant to the product and the people that he's facing. I mean, it's going to be one of the matches where I can see... Orton's going to be methodical, you know, doing all the chops. You remember he used to do that stomp on the on the leg, take it, the knee, like do each single limb, and then Drew McIntyre will come with a kip-up, kick yeah. out of an RKO, Claymore, one, two, three, McIntyre retains. It's going to be something along them lines, that kind of match. But it's going to be interesting to build up more than anything because I think the match is too predictable. But then, WWE, mm. but then WWE are doing what they have to do with the talent they have available to their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally it. But I was just thinking, like, obviously, AEW are going a different route, but they can do all these things and they work. But if WWE was trying to do these things, it would end up like the karaoke segment. Oh, gosh. And that's what keeps me interested in AEW. They can try all these different things and it makes it still entertaining. I mean, what's the feud at the moment that I'm keeping an eye on? Uh, the little heifer with Britney and Big Swole. I mean, <laughs> the fact is that Britt Baker is off, and she's like medically off 
TV. Does that make sense? Like injury wise, she can't wrestle. Yeah. But they're they're doing the they're building this up well because they wouldn't have her, you know, name this match against what's her name? Reba, I think it was. Against Big Soul, something along that line. And Big Soul won, so the match is officially gonna happen. Britt Brit Baker versus Big Soul. And like I'm still interested because, you know, Big Soul was suspended. Because obviously Britt Baker can't walk around all this type of stuff, but they can still cut promos. You know what I mean? Mm. They can do it at home. Tessa Blanchard, this is how you cut a promo at home about holding a belt to ransom. What's wrong with you, you fucking numpty? Just send the belt back. <laughs> yeah, just give him the give goddamn them the belt. Back. Goddamn belt. Why are you trying to hold him to ransom for a belt that you didn't want to defend? Fucking diva. No offense, but she's actually a diva in that kind of sense. <laughs> Well, they've actually acknowledged Moose as the TNA champion, which I think is quite comical. <laughs> he def- They're just giving in. He defended the belt against um, Heath Slater, and he still lost. Yeah, I know. Took him to Lobo City, bruv. Just like, dude, that went, man. Really? Uh, so that means he's not going to be an impact anymore, no? Of course he's going to be on the impact. Do you reckon they're going to put the belt on him? What, Heath Slater? I mean, he did have Moose pinned for like 10 seconds before the referee came through. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, Heath Slater, TNA heavyweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020, people. Anything can happen. I mean, anything, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Oh, anything can happen. Anything can I'm happen. looking at some of these listings on here of like the highly rated matches of the last four weeks. Um... And up near the top is um, Darby Allen versus John Moxley. Yeah, that was a good match. I, it was a good match. I mean, they've done it before, haven't they? Was that a fight fest or was it on TNT TV? This was on TNT TV. Yeah, exactly. They gave that match for free. For free. And this is the thing with AEW as well. They're not scared to give out their big matches for free. I mean, okay, COVID-19, hold tight. It was really good. But you know, mate, fire fest. That's why they have to do NXT for free. They weren't going to give away extreme rules on normal terrestrial TV. You know what I mean? But EW, they don't mind. They can do it. They've got enough stars. They've got enough draws. They've got so much talent, and everybody's getting their equal TV time. If it's not dark, it's on dynamite. If it's not on either them, BTE being the elite. If it's not that, you've got, what's your name? Brandy Rhodes' come eat in my house situation. All that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got Sammy Guevara's one, and they've got a podcast as well. <laughs> and then talk is Jericho. <sighs> Mate, AEW is just absolutely dominating. Absolutely uh, dominating. They've done, one week they done a six on six, and then the next week they did a ten on ten. Oh, yes, Dark Order and uh, <laughs> Dark Order. Who was it? Dark Order uh, Tag Team Champions. Who's the fifth person? Or was it, it was six? Cabana, Evil Uno, Five, Brody, Nine, and Strew Grayson. Are you sure that wasn't 12? Because I'm sure there was two Tag Team. Yes, the Young Bucks were in there. It's 12. Yeah. Oh, oh it might be 12. It you had Adam 12. Page, Cash Wheeler, Dax, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and... Oh. Yeah, it's a clusterfuck, but it's an entertaining clusterfuck. 
Is oh, yeah, it's madness. Oh, that was a damn good match, actually. I don't know why I enjoyed that so much. What happened to FTRs? Because they disappeared towards the end of that match. I completely forgot about this. What happened to them in the uh, match? Wheeler. No, was it Wheeler? Dax. The bald one. Mm, Dax. Right? Yes, I think that's Dax. Yeah, yeah. He threw out his knee. Oh, no. Yes, he did. Oh, shit. Has that been confirmed, or is it just a go precaution? I don't know, but Adam Page went out with him, so I didn't know if it was a storyline because they left Kenny Omega and and the Bucks, the Young Bucks, on their own. The yeah, obviously the elite, so they can work. But then Hangman Page just comes in, he gets this mad little spot. Uh, here we go, Springboard Crossline. What you doing, bro? Get the fuck faraway slam with the kip hop into the over over the top. This straight back into the ring. He can actually work. Clothesline over the top. Suicide dive. And it goes back in. Adam Page. He can actually work. I forgot about that sequence, actually. <laughs> that was the hot take. Oh, it was utter madness. <laughs> it was absolute chaos. But I'm sure Brody Lee got the win. Was it Brody Lee that got the win? I'm sure he did. Uh, with the clothesline, I think. That discus clothesline. That move is so shit. I'm sorry, but it's so shit. It's not the best. He does it pretty well, though. No, he doesn't. People are going to box shot V-trigger into the super kick combo. Nope. This was close. Oh, yeah, that was it. That was it. They were going to absolutely decapitate Brody Lee. So you've got the V-trigger into the box shot, into dual super kicks. That was it. Snapdragon suplex with super kick starters from the Young Bucks. Put him in the middle. Finish him. V trigger box shot super kicks. Three dark members of Dark Order pulled out the boys. This was close on to Hangman Page. One, two, three. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the watch along with Good Old Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I've got YouTube. I have to refresh my memories, ladies and gentlemen. Like, there's been a lot of rest. I have to refresh my my mind with his matches. If Especially I... when there's been crazy matches. I mean, right, NXT, mm. one match that really stood out, Damien Priest, Oni Lorcan, and Ridge Holland. Man. Who was that? That was a good match. It was for the... Um, oh, yes, the Twitterfile. Spot. Yeah. That yeah. Ridge Holland is a beast. He's the British dude that used to play rugby, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That was a darn good match. And they gave that one away for free as well. What the fuck? What team did he used to play for? Uh, pff, I don't know, but I wouldn't want to face him. He he doesn't look happy, does he? <laughs> he actually is a beast. I mean, what other matches were there on NXT this week that was actually on that level? He signed for Hull Kingston Rovers. Oh, Jesus. So he plays Hull. Oh, so he plays rugby league. Oh, yeah. oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't understand, if you're American specifically, there's two versions of rugby. You have rugby union, where basically the there's constant movement. Like if you're on the floor, you're going to get stampeded on, and you just get on and get on with it. But rugby league, which is the more fast-paced, hard-hitting kind of stuff, these dudes are like. I don't know, like 12, like 15 Brock Lesnar's that can run at the speed of Usain Bolt. It is hard <laughs> hitting, and some of the things they do is, is it hurts. 
And this is where Ridge Holland has come from. He's coming with like some Peaky Blinder gimmick, and it works. It yeah. works. I like. I'm totally fine with his character. I I don't agree with him saying that in Yorkshire you have to be a big tough man because I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. No, it's not. I don't know if they're trying to sell like Sunday roasts in America. I can see him doing that like, Yorkshire pudding adverts. You know what I mean? You've got to be tough. Like, these puddings are tough. Like, shut up. Yeah, or oh, my Yorkshire <laughs> tea fucking makes me hard. Oh, Vince McMahon's got a hand on this. Like, the proper British kind of thing. And speaking of British, where the hell is Pete Dunne? Where so, is my bruiser weight? Very good point. I don't think he's allowed in the country yet. But they can bring in this whole Rich Holland dickhead. Like, are you taking the piss? Oh. I don't know. Maybe he was already in there. Unless they're trying to fit in, unless Pete Dunn's not working the whole COVID, then that makes sense. But yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Pete Dunn in the match. That'll be quite interesting. So, oh, here we are. What's I've that? actually just typed into um, a well-known search engine. Oh, Google. Where is Pete Dunn? <laughs> where is Pete? Have you googled that? Yeah, where is Pete Dunn? <laughs> and what's the top result? I'm expecting it to be like, um, where's Wally? Or in America, where's Waldo? Yes, Waldo. Uh, Pete Dunn has been forced to sit on the sidelines. Um, why has he been forced to sit on the sidelines? Whoever done this reporting is absolutely terrible. Yes. Uh, he went home to spend time with his family. Oh, yes, he's had a daughter recently. I think she's coming like to one and a half now. I want to say that age. Um, he wants to also face Randy Orton. Mm, yes, yeah, he must be one and a half now. I remember because um, he was done the uh, the War Games match. He'd done the War Games match, and then he went back home straight to be with his daughter. Or the other way round. There was something along them lines. Like Pete Dunne, like, hold tight, my G, bruv. I hope you're enjoying fatherhood, man. I hope you're enjoying fatherhood. But he did something like that, and it's it's really shame. But it's COVID. He's a vegan, so I'm, I doubt he wants to take that risk. You know, he's doing the right thing. He's being a family man. He's not going to get an opportunity like this, especially if he goes up to the main roster doing all the bloody house shows and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's got many, 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 many more years in his <laughs> already long career, which is mental because of his age. He's only twenty four. Yeah, and he's been in the business. For at least 10 years. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's how that's how young you have to be to get into this wrestling. Could you imagine just being that, that 13, 14-year-old back in our day? I'm going to be a wrestler. They would laugh yeah, at he, us. He was training in, like, Japan and stuff. Getting beaten the shit out of. Yeah. British Strong Style, innit, mate? British Strong yeah. Style. That's where it all started from. British strong style, bruv. Oh, mate. Him and Tyler Bate, though, at TakeOver, that's when British wrestling got put on the map. They put on an absolute clinic. I want to say that one match of the year. Um, If it didn't, that is a crime. It really is. It really is. We're going on strike, WWE. We're not going to watch your product anymore. Oh, I tell a lie. I've got a wish list on your damn shopping site. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> But, yeah, NXT at the moment, there's not really much I'm excited about. I mean, the one thing that really did upset me was knowing that Dexter Loomis is actually legit injured. Oh, oh man, that's such a shame. 
And the worst thing is, though, right, like, credit to him, because if he actually worked this match with that dodgy ankle, like, fair play to him. Because, do you remember, have you seen where he actually done his ankle in a match? No, when was it? So, if you re-watch this match, because you know they made a massive edit, when Dexter does the flip over the top rope, and, and absolutely sticks the landing, and it flashes to Finn Balor and, who is it, Timothy Thatcher, either side reacting, that's when he's done his ankle. He took a dodgy landing over a top rope, over that spot. But they've edited it out. Like, if you rewatch it, you'll see that's where the edit is. And if he worked the match with that ankle, like, fair play to him, but apparently that's where he's done his ankle, and he's out. I am so upset. It so, would have been so good in that match as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm just enjoying the character, to be honest. Just the whole staring at you, just like... Mm-hmm. He doesn't say a word. I reckon that's Orange Cassidy's little brother. Or older brother, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stick those two as a tag team, bro. How much fun would that be? The original OJ. Basically. With a little bit of Dexter. That's Orange Juice. I'm not talking about OJ Simpson, by the way. Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone wants to question what I'm oh, saying. Yes, not at all. But to be fair, we are going to get Damien Priest versus Bronson Reed. Oh, this would be go back to our big man debate because they're going to be on free TV on Wednesday. Oh, I forgot yes. about this. Who have you got your money on in that match? Oh, um, probably Bronson Reed. I don't know. I mean, Damien Priest has always been on TV. Like, his promos are just so hard. Especially with this whole, like, what do you call it? Lucha Underground kind of vibe with the promos. I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying yeah. it a lot. But, I don't know. I want to back Bronson. Just because he's the other end of the big man spectrum. You know, bit of like a Vader kind of situation. I mean, his damn splash off the top rope, but I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. And, like, fair play, he lands it perfectly. Hold, uh, Nia Jax, by the way, if you're listening, watch that splash. That's how you don't injure people. Okay? <laughs> Thank uh... you. But back to my point, Bronson Reed is the other spectrum. I mean, Kevin Owens is starting to do a lot more top ropes recently stuff as well. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he hit a flip on Randy Orton this week, didn't he not? Last night? Did he do a flip? I know you made a top rope spot. I don't know if you landed it. I don't know if you landed it, but even then, uh, that's the only good match I can remember from last night's Raw that I actually enjoyed watching. KO and RKO. Other than that, there was just okay, Queries and Benjamin. Actually, no, tell like the matches last night on Raw were a lot better. Actually, I I will take that back. I mean, you gave me what's his name, Humberto Carrillo and Seth Rollins. Nice. Dawkins and Andrade was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. Uh, Cruz and Shelton Benjamin, solid. Very, very solid. Oscar and Bailey, yeah. you know what you're going to get with those two. And then KO and RKO to see the show out. Like, solid card. Solid card. Good build throughout the whole of the, of the night. I mean, okay, Liv Morgan and Peyton Royce. I didn't get that finish. I didn't get that finish. No, I... It's a bit weird that they've just bought back the Riot Squad as well, just because 
they stopped pushing Liv Morgan as a singles competitor. <laughs> so they're like, fuck it, let's just shove them back in a tag team. <sighs> Somebody sort out these bookings, please. Oh, mate, they need to convince McMahon to break or give him a holiday or a P45. Just give him something, please. Like, I just don't like what the product is. Like, what is this? Seriously, I mean, okay, the matches were solid. Oh, Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega, actually. I forgot about that, actually. That was good as well, actually. So you see what I'm saying? Like, the matches are solid, but just... The stories... Ugh, it's got Vince written all over it. You poisoned my partner. You poisoned my husband. I have to have yeah, a match with you. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, what? No. <laughs> see, the thing is, Lucha Underground, right? It's in the luchador tradition all these like crazy mystic stuff and it was already billed as like a cartoon comic book type wrestling thing mm. so i would expect it to be a bit crazy mm. wwe now just do it just for the sake of it it's they're blurring reality with craziness it's because it's because coronavirus gave them time and now the thing is going forward are they going to carry on with this stuff because you can't do that kind of booking, taping and stuff while doing all them house shows. You cannot do that. It's physically not possible. You will have no time to yourself. You have no time to see your family. It's bad enough you spend like 300, well, 250 to 300 days a week, a year, sorry, on the road, away from your family. To take into account all that taping because you have to do take after take after take, edit, WWE can't do it. AEW, this is where I can see a lot of people going to AEW because they're still going to get their TV time. They're still going to get their matches. They can still practice what they love and still get paid because they know people are going to go and watch them because of the draw they bring. FTR, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, some respects, Brody Lee. That's all adjusted to WWE, guys. Let's go independent. You've got MJF, you've got Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Colt fucking Cabana. SCU Hangman Page, like I'm sorry, AEW have got this spot on. They've now brought in Matt Cardona, and we all know he's a draw. If you used to watch his YouTube channel before he got yeah. chopped off, <laughs> before he got chopped off the stage back in as Zack Ryder, but WWE are doing no, not WWE. Sorry, AEW doing the right thing. They're giving people enough time. Some of the veterans coming in, getting a paycheck, but they can still do what they want. They can still see t- their family. They go to work, come back, happy days, nine to five, two to three days, four days with their family. WWE, as soon as coronavirus is over and done with, you know Vince McMahon is going to want to send every single person to fucking Saudi Arabia. No, oh, yeah, hands down. To give us Goldberg versus Kevin Nash. For the World Heavyweight Temp Championship with Sting as a special guest referee. <laughs> uh, and the great Carly <laughs> cashes in his money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. I, I just don't know. I mean, if people are still investing in WWE, they're more for them. More for them. Like me personally, I have to admit, AEW is the better product. Would you it's think? Would you definitely think? the better product at the moment. I mean, NXT is 
Like it, it probably goes AEW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. I suppose. I, I mean, probably even Impact somewhere in between there, somewhere. I feel, like, it... I sh- I feel like I should ca- catch up on Impact because I know there's a couple of matches I want to watch. I know Eric Young has a match tonight. Who was that against? You, you keep to himself. Me. Eric Young against himself. No, somebody that I've really paid attention to. And it's not that me to get pay, to pay attention to Impact Wrestling. And this is a big name. Who is it? Oh, wait, I want to look through my, through my other source of media. Slightly off tangent as well, right? Yeah, go ahead. So, oddly looking through the internet, as you do, going down rabbit holes, WWE have decided to bring out a best main events of the decade DVD or Blu-ray or whatever you want to say. VHS, fuck it. Right. Some of these matches on here are very questionable for the best matches of the decade. Okay. Hit me, hit me. Let's go. Who they got? Who they got? So you've got the streak versus career, WrestleMania, uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Damn good match. That's pretty yes, cool. That's, yeah, approved. Money in the Bank, John Cena versus CM Punk. Decent match. Ooh, that's when CM Punk walked up with the bell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that atmosphere was real. Yes, stick that in there. Um, and then, and then you've got some really questionable ones. Like you've got um, the Shield versus Evolution in an OD disqualification elimination match. Battlefield, wasn't it? Yeah, that wasn't really all that good. Was that Battlefield? That was the pay-per-view, wasn't it? No, they did do one at Battlefield. This was Payback. Which one was fucking Payback? Was that after WrestleMania? Yes. after WrestleMania. Yeah. (sighs) And then they also had um, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair versus Vicky Lynch. (laughs) Really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> match of the decade. Yeah, at the last one on here, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. You're really? kidding me. For a decade? Yeah. Mate, there's so many matches missing off that list. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few more, obviously, on there. Well, quite a lot more. But well, those these ones, ones actually... just stick out. On WWE's actual website, it's it's on the DVD review. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean I'll definitely take Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Definitely take that. CM Punk and John Cena because I think that was as close to real TV or real life wrestling that I've seen in a long time, a mm. very long time. That atmosphere walking in to that match. And I was I was sitting at home. I wasn't even walking in. You could just hear the fans just getting behind CM Punk. They let him say his name for a good two, three minutes before they actually dropped his music. And the pop he got was real. As soon as John Cena's music hit, my God. I'm surprised John Cena didn't have to run out of that building if, <laughs> if he won that match. Could you imagine if he won that match? My God. It would have been chaos. It would have been chaos. It was the only way they had to end that match. They had to let CM Punk win it. They wouldn't build it up so much. Hometown hero as well. Like, my gosh. Jeez. I'm just getting sweet thinking about it right now. 
Pass. I think that might be this unbearable heat we've got. <laughs> that too. I don't know what the temperature is right now. Like, it's been melting all day. And I woke up with dry eye as well. I had the fan running to you hot pot all night. It's 24 degrees. It's gone down by 2 degrees. Loads of, 20, loads of 21. I'll tell you right. 19. We have loads of 19 during the night. It's pretty cold. It's pretty cold. <clears throat> Fuck's sake. This is actually torture. Absolute torture. But no, WWE, they've always been questionable with their match of the year kind of candidates. The, the less said about them, the better at the moment. Because I want to talk... I want to talk impact because who is it that rushed Sammy? It was RVD that rushed Sammy Callahan before his match actually on Impact. I'm just going through this. So you've got the Mighty Machine Machine Guns against the North again. They better have a better finish than they did last time. Who fights for a job in a championship battle? So which one does that makes no sense? Was it fighting for a job or the title? He got neither of them, but what does that mean? <laughs> he fought. He just had a match, and Rick Swan is retired. Are they going to do a Mark Henry and tell us that he's not retired and come back, or do an Edge? Yeah, I think I think someone came out and called him out or beat him up. Yeah, Eric Young again. <laughs> the maniac, the maniac attacks. Uh, EC3 Why is he cut- trying to retire? I don't know because he came out and he cut a promo like he couldn't walk ever again and then Eric Young just come out and absolutely just destroyed his leg just to make sure that he couldn't come back. <laughs> As you stick to your words, mate. Don't you dare eyes any kind of situation. But yeah, Impact. Again, even Impact at the moment. It's not really catching me. I mean, okay, Heath Slater's on TV. The Mike Machine, machine Gun still can't cut a promo. Eric Young is the psychopath from Sanity. Remember when he was the baby face? That baby yeah. face kind of situation. Oh, and TJP's back. TJP? TJP is back. He got a tap out on Chris Bay. I didn't even know that he was in Impact to start with. And then I looked at their roster and was like, oh, that's where he's gone. He's been around for a while, actually. I want to say he's former uh, X Division champion, but... If not, then he's, they're going to push him for that exhibition. I think that's more of his style. So he's gone from 205 Live champion or cruiserweight to X division champion. Yeah. Interesting battle, no. but I'm, I'm not invested. There's not enough stars yet. I mean, okay, so, okay, they've got Heath Slater, Good Brothers, Eric Young. They've just written off Rick Swan. The only main name, names that I know realistically in that whole brand... Okay, Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan, and Moose. The North I need to watch more of. I never really invested in these dudes until they were like a year champion. And even then, I didn't care. RVD. Who's that chick that comes up with RVD, by the way? Um, RVD's plaything. She's got ass. My God, did you see her twerking? <laughs> you need to watch her twerking. Google enjoyed that sight I'm telling you <laughs> I'm being real man watch it no, I will get it on now <laughs> I'll get it on let's get it on tonight pals oh, oh I've just seen a really interesting thing here AJ Styles is unhappy and wants to leave WWE 
Um, and the Good Brothers are saying that he should come back to Impact. Oh, what source is this from? Sports Kida. Never heard of it. <laughs> Never have I. Never heard of it. But they've also fair, got a picture of Goldberg there, so... Oh. <laughs> I didn't say his name. Oh, you owe me some money. I owe myself some money, so you... It's one of them ones. <laughs> Mandy Rose, new haircut, heavy machinery. I'm literally just going through WWE's channel, and it's all bullshit. It is, it's actually all bullshit. This was the last episode of SmackDown. So who's Sasha Bank facing? Oh, there's a battle royale for <sighs> Bailey's belt. Yes. No. Ken Shamrock ready to return to WWE for Raw Underground. Are you actually reading all the reports? No, that would be... Here we are. Hey, WWE and Shamrock Man. Next time you guys want to work some shoots on Raw Underground, give me a call. <laughs> oh, dear. I dear. To be fair, he would be actually suit that quite well, but I don't know. I don't know. Would he? Would does he want to just get paid? I just feel like he's trying to earn a paycheck. To be honest, it's crazy, crazy times. And speaking of crazy times, I just realised I forgot something. Just going through some of the news reports, mm-hmm. Adam Cole. Is this actually going to happen? They're actually going to give us McAfee and is it McAfee? McAfee, what's his name? Pat McAfee or whatever the fuck he is. And Adam Cole. Like, what, what is that match? Is he going to be a wrestler now? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get that whole storyline thing. This obviously works. So can I only assume that that Pat dude's coming over to wrestling now? Is this the only way they can like, build stars, like massive well-known names, and then just make them punt like the best dude ever? I mean, let's think about this. Dominic Mysterio is going into a match against Seth freaking Rollins at SummerSlam. Not even Heat, SummerSlam. Pre-show, definitely not. Definitely not. He's on the main card. I reckon he's going to open the show. Um, I don't know. I reckon it'll be one of the first ones. For sure. It has to. I mean, you wouldn't put that match towards the end, would you, surely? I mean, the way that they book stuff, it wouldn't surprise me. They have Asuka v. fucking Sasha Banks at the main event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who are we kidding? You know Scott, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre written all over it. They'll have a Raw Underground. Oh, you don't think they'd be that stupid, surely? <laughs> They've been more stupid. What, to put... Raw underground? No, no, they wouldn't do that. Surely. Well, yeah, I don't know, but you know, you know, I said the other day, like they they did this before. It was like a, but it was actually real, like because they had a load of bid carders, um, mm. and Hardcore Holly, um, basically was getting fed up of not being used. So he got a load of wrestlers that are willing to actually fight, and they done the tournament, and they actually like properly fought each other. Oh, you're talking about the brawl for all? Yeah, it was like, what's it actually called again? Yeah, it was the brawl for all. Vince Russo. Yeah, brawl for all, yeah. Brawl for all, Vince Russo. The absolute dickhead that is of wrestling. I don't know what that dude thought he was doing, booking-wise, but 
No, they they won't do that again. I mean, do I understand what WWE trying to do? Because I heard there was a thing they're trying to make a very fine line between real and reality. So let's think of okay, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, whatever the fuck his name is. I mean, Pat's a former footballer. Adam Cole's a wrestler, so he can definitely set a punt to the head. Look at Ric Flair. Look at Edge. Look at Christian. Look at the Big Show. They can all sell a punt to the head. You know what I mean? But then the main roster, that's where it's proper scripted. But with NXT, we've always known that it's a very fine line between reality and wrestling. I mean, after they had that match with Gargano and Champa, the cinematic one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That cinematic one. It does look very fine line. So maybe they're trying to do something like that. I mean, this Pat Duke can talk. He's got a podcast. He's got a TV. He's got a radio show. Adam Cole, he's he's the indie king. He's one of the king. He's like the king of the indie. That we could have a debate. Who's the king of the indie scene? If we want to go back and start thinking about all these type of wrestlers, you know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, we've we've got that. So with this whole with this underground thing, they're just building new stars. WWE has to build new stars. It's no secret we're seeing. Okay, so what? Shayna Baze has gone back down there now. What? Build a name up for herself again. But then, to be fair, we already know who she is. Maybe she just wants to get a bit of TV time, try and stay around, stay relevant. She's always going to be relevant, just Vince McMahon doesn't know how to book her. We've got this, Riddick Cross is making an appearance there. We have the, the Hurt Business. The, the Hurt Business. Dolph Ziggler was in there at some point. This Dabakato, this is the second week he is, and he's a seven-foot monster. He's I'd been say... around before. Has he? I'm pretty sure. I saw some thing about it. Is his name oh. Devo Kato? Yeah. Kato or Kato. I've never seen him before, but he just looks like a big sweaty man that Vince wants to build up. This is like WWE's way of like building characters. You know, I mean, they're not doing it on SmackDown, that's for sure. They're not doing it on SmackDown. I don't know why, but it just feels like they just put all their effort on Raw. But then you watch SmackDown, which has some of the better talent in ring-wise and character-wise in some respect. And we have Retribution just destroying the ring at the end of the night. And they did it again on on Raw. Like, did they do it again on Raw? No, they just did it to SmackDown. Well, they did a bit, but um, when Ric Flair was about to get punted, the lights went out. They only now decide to like put the lights out of someone getting kicked in the head. Yeah. So it happens to be Ric Flair, obviously, but... but I saw what that... I have noticed as well, sorry, um, is that they're using Son of a Bitch quite a lot. Using what? Son of a Bitch. Oh, they're trying to get the effing and Brian's in there. <laughs> it's not AEW, bro, because, you know, they have no curve. Well, they have a watershed, but they like to say it in certain times. You know what I mean? This is what AEW is more edgy. It's almost... It's just the alternative product. I was going to say something very sinful, but I don't want to do that. I'm not even going to say what it was. I'll explain to you afterwards at one point. But, no, it's just, they're building new stars. And WWE are finally doing it. Finally doing it. What happens afterwards is a different story. Yes. You know, so, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. AEW keeps doing what they're doing. And WWE catches up. They have to catch up. Right, here's the thing. Who are you searching for? Dabakato. 
Yeah, who is this dude? I don't know who he is. He has been somewhere before. He's an ex-football player in the Vikings. Of course he course he has. Ah, there we are. He was in the greatest Royal Rumble. Really? Where? Oh, was he? Yeah, what's his name there? It's just the one where... um... Baba Tundi. Uh... Baba Tundi. Really? I don't remember him. He ran in at number... 37. Really? And he's got a Russian flag on his leg. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, he was in Evolve. Oh, that's where Darby Adam was, wasn't he? Uh, Darby Adam was there for a bit, I believe. I'm sure he was. But Evolve is now part of WWE, from what I gather. Yeah, it's on the network now, isn't it? Yeah. It's on the network, I'm sure. They've got Seamus as a referee here, and... That guy, Dabakato, is getting pinned by some small kid. Okay, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't care anymore. This is very odd. I don't care anymore. It's, it's officially over. It's officially over. Oh, dear. That is quite a bizarre image to see. <laughs> Just a bit. Just a bit. So going back to AEW, what's their next big pay-per-view or event? Is it just this Wednesday? Their, their next big thing um, yeah, is Double or this, Nothing. They've got that, no, but this week they've got that whole tag team appreciation that thing. Ah. Is that this week? FTR hosting that as well, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty I saw, good. I saw Matt Hardy and put a thing out on his Instagram post with him and Jeff Hardy when they had the WCW tag team guys during the invasion angle. You need to look at that picture. Look how young they are compared to where they are now, bro. They they are literally the same. Just you can just tell age has caught up with them. Honestly, it's one of them pictures. <laughs> um, but the AEW with their tag team division just stacked. If they're gonna appreciate all the tag teams, that's a lot of tag teams. FTR, yeah, I mean they've done well. FTR. Jurassic Express, SCU, Hangman, Omega, Young Bucks, uh, Butcher and the Blade, who else am I missing? Private Party, that you... Neo, that Neo thing, that D2 or some design tech situation, I can't remember what the hell they're called, but I remember these dudes. They like wear the green and yellow with the black. What are they called? Oh, you're talking about and and Helico and Thingy. Yes, those two. That's nine teams. Santana and Ortiz. That's ten. That's ten teams. I just named there and then. Yeah, wow. you've got the librarian dude and the guy that likes playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> They've actually Mate. got a name, but I can't actually think of what it is. Well, I hope you don't remember because I don't really want to care anymore. And then you've got Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, The Inevitables. Oh, my gosh. Mate. Oh, Best Friends. How have we forgot Best Friends? Best Friends. Oh, oh. oh the Nightmare Duo. Cutie Marshall. And what's his name? Dustin Rhodes. Mate, do you mind tag teams? Oh, Dark Order, obviously. We forgot Dark Order. 
Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the the sex gods, the sex the Spanish sex gods, Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Oh god, this actually how many ridiculous, actually ridiculous how many teams there are in AEW, and I'm excited to see every single one of them. I think this. Well, I think we're officially AEW fanboys. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they've they've just signed Eddie Kingston as well. Oh yes. Hold tight, Cody Rhodes taking that bump. He likes these big bumps, though, don't he? Mm-hmm. He likes a good beating, doesn't he, kinky little fucker? Thumbtacks to the back, getting whipped by MJF. What else is he into? He's gonna into see... making the money. He's gonna see... We're going to see the gimp match at some point. You have to put your opponent in the gimp suit and then fuck him. Oh, is that the blood and guts match? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> bruv. I don't know, bruv. This is AEW. That blood and gut match needs to happen ASAP. They actually maybe they need to like save it. They just need to save it. They just they don't just have the match for the sake of it. They need to save it. Make it one of the matches where everybody just gets involved. You know what I mean? Like um, like the Warzone match. It's almost like Hell in a Cell back in the day. Back in the six man Hell in a Cell, we had like the three biggest feuds all stuck in one match. That Remember was that mental match. Oh my god! So you had who was it feuding at the time? You had Angle. And Undertaker, because they had their match at Survivor Series. Austin versus Rikishi, because Rikishi did it for The Rock, obviously. Rikishi ran him over. Yeah, and then... That was it. So Rock was the champion. He dropped the belt to Angle. Rikishi came out saying he did it for The Rock. The Rock came out and beat him. So Austin versus Rikishi at my mercy. And then Rikishi versus The Rock... At Survivor Series, because that's when it was Austin versus Triple H, when Triple H said it was all me, it was me all along, Austin. And he got dropped from a car, by the way, off a massive forklift that was about at least like, at least like 100 metres in the air. The car landed splat on its back, and Triple H didn't die. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. Do you remember that? And I think in there, Angle was beefing The Undertaker for the belt as well. And they just stopped all three of them feuds in the Hell in a Cell match. And it, it was just carnage. Absolute carnage. I'm sorry, but can we under, can I address this issue with WWE actually just thinking about this now? Mm-hmm. How, what is it with them and like killing people, murder, people being resurrected, an eye for a fucking eye? What is this? Triple H should have died. He should not be the man that he is now with NXT. But thank fuck he is. You know, resting. Vince McMahon got blown up in a damn limousine. But, yeah. you know, wrestling. Although, to be fair, Chris Benoit did fuck it. An eye for an eye match. <laughs> an eye for an eye match. He, he should be dead by now. But obviously, he only done some minor damage where he can suddenly get his vision back. It never happened, mate. That was a bullshit eye. Then you had the Paul Bearer match. No, not Paul Bearer oh, match. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was the Undertaker the, versus the Dudley Boys. God, the Concrete Crypt match. Oh, he shouldn't be alive. So when we found that he was dead, oh, he's only just died now. I thought he died when he was in the damn Cinderblock, mate. But it was the you Undertaker know? that won the match and then still buried him. <laughs> still buried him. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, ju- I don't know. Some of the near murder death experiences. Oh, hold on. The original one. The original one. The big boss man getting hung from a hen from hen in the cell. 
that that's murder. They are well, all murder. Oh wait, and then we can include the Undertaker getting buried alive. How many times? Twice. Yeah, there was um. Oh, what's his face? I've completely lost it now. What are you thinking about? Because I've only uh, got the other. The American badass when he killed that Afghanistan guy. No, that was dead. That was dead. The Undertaker after WrestleMania twenty. I know you're talking about. But Muhammad, yeah, like Muhammad Hassan. Yeah, and he he killed him on SmackDown. He like chokeslammed him through the through the stage. Um, it it was... cut away, came back, and there was like him on the floor with blood puddle around his head. Yeah, that was Muhammad Hassan. That was at a Great American Bash. That was at the Great American Bash. Oh, was that a Great American Bash? Yeah, it was a Great American Bash because I know those two were feuding. I remember this because that's when it was on SmackDown or Raw. And they had, they done, they pre-recorded it. And this is when the 7-7 attacks happened. Because they were distinctly dressed as like terrorists. They just thought like, okay, WWE, you have no taste. You really should watch the news, WWE, before you do these things. Do you remember Chris Benoit? Do you remember what the trouble that got you in? Yeah. <laughs> Have you not learned from that, Vince? Seriously, mate. Jesus Christ. They really should watch the news a little bit more often. But, yes, he did get killed off TV. That was a great American bash. You're not seeing him again. He's not come back alive. And fair play, they did the right thing there. But some of these like crazy bookings, gimmick matches where a character gets written off, but they come back alive. I mean, AJ Styles, for fuck's sake. Russell Mary, you got buried alive. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that, though. Oh, I don't know. Braun Strowman's suddenly come back alive because I'm sure he got drowned. What what yeah. happened to Braun Strowman in that swamp? Did he drown or did he just... Like, oh, he said he fought his way out of hell. What, he got washed up on a beach somewhere, I'm guessing? I don't know. Maybe it was all on his mind. I don't know. Which is where that, that... whole storyline thing is coming from. Oh my god. So you're telling me this is a bad dream all over again. And now the fiends just come back and decided to like, you know, have a little thing with Alexa Bliss. No no. I don't. Well it's the whole thing, like the fiend f- beats them in his like little realm thing and takes apart them. What realm? It was a swamp. They both yeah. had the address, they both went there for tea, bruv. They know where the swamp was. He got drowned. That can't be a mental thing. He dr- he drove up in a car. He drove up in a car. Did he drive back when he washed up on the side, or did he catch a flight back to uh, back to the performance center? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Seriously. Uh, just it's just WWE. It just doesn't make sense. Like AEW when they do this, like sh- these storylines, they make sense. They make mm. sense. WWE they don't. Vince, take a holiday. Go to Greece. Go to China. I hear that place is amazing at this time of the year. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I hear it's a hotspot. Definite hotspot. Actually, no. Go to Leicester, mate. Leicester, that's a nice little hotspot for you. You'll love it there, bruv. <laughs> yeah. or, go to, or maybe go to Spain. I hear the French are nice. I hear the French are nice. I don't personally like them, but the French. Go to France. <laughs> oh, you can have René Dupree. La Resistance. Oh no, they were Canadian, sorry. Tell that. Oh no, they were French. <laughs> French speaking. Canadian. Yeah, French Canadian. 
It sounds like bacon to me, I must admit. Like Canadian bacon. That's really good. <laughs> oh, I don't know what your friend before this. Do you, you remember uh, Charlie Horse? And Shelton Benjamin. Well, Charlie the... Horse in WCW when it was him and his other tag team partner. He was in WCW? Yeah, it was him and someone else. Really? Yeah. Mm. Who was his tag partner? Is it going to be someone that I know? Yeah. They they came to... Um... Oh, it's like with a J as well. I've completely just forgotten it. Really? But I, I was just thinking about him as a big man because he was quite big. And the stuff that he used to do, like he used to do swanton bombs off the stairs onto people like just run jump off the stairs do a swanton bomb onto them that sounds like something that roll that out. sounds like something new jack would do all the time yeah just incredible and then unfortunately he took his life test no that's not a test wait charlie Haas, are you talking oh not charlie sean stays sean stays was it sean stays Stasiak, maybe. Am I thinking of Charlie Horse? Who the hell am I thinking no. of? No. Right, if you're the same person I'm thinking of, Chuck Palumbo, when him... I'm sure it's Sean Stasiak, because him and Chuck Palumbo got absolutely destroyed by the APA when they invaded SmackDown during the uh, invasion era. Yes, it could be. I okay. think I know who you're talking about. Yes, because he was given a singles push, but then he did take his life. Oh, hold on. This is actually going to bug me now, because I'm going to find out who this is. WCW. Tag Team Invade. Tag. Invade. I know who you're talking about. I know. I'm sure that's Sean Stasiak. I'm going to bet you a fiver right now. Don't move a fiver. Is that a deal? Um, no. <laughs> Why? Because you know it's going to be easy money for me, isn't it? <laughs> it, it will be, yes. <laughs> Search. Uh, Sean O'Hare. Sean O'Hare, that's the one. Sean O'Hare. I was close to Sean Stajak. Oh, no, Sean Stajak was in that tag team. Rufus, wasn't it? Yes, it was. They won the tag team belts, actually. I'm still not happy about that. Sean O'Hare, yes. Yeah, him he... and Charlie Hoss, really? Yeah, there you are. That's it. It was them two together, I think. No, <clears throat> I never saw those two. Because I remember Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo used to do like, proper massive fibs off the top row, but... This guy was just ridiculous. It was a downward worker, actually. It's a shame he took his life. It's just because I reckon he would have fit into like wrestling at the moment. I'd reckon he'd definitely be a, an, an AEW guy. Oh, yeah, he, for sure. He was so creative with his gimmick as well. Just uh, mental health, me- mental health in wrestling at the moment. I was having this talk with somebody, actually, ironically. So, you know me, if I have to tell people that because even one of these things now, like, when people first meet me and they see me in one of my T-shirts, if it's not the NWO, it's going to be undisputed. If it's not undisputed, it's like the Rated R. If it's not that, it's Eddie Guerrero. If it's not that, it's the Bullet Club. If it's not that, it's the Silverback, Connie McRae. I'll take Corey McRae 
I met you at IPW at the what was it Homeland Area Fifty Two house show, and I remember this dude actually. This is the first time I met somebody that proper in the ring. Now I was giving this dude shit. Now he stayed character throughout the whole thing. He gave me bare shit, but then I spotted his tattoo when he took off his um hoodie, his jumper. I was just like, you know, I said, "You're a sick hoodie. I like you more than I should do now." And we stayed in touch since. And he sent me some of his merch, the silverback Corey McRae. I'm gonna send you that. I'm gonna tag him in this when I send out the tweet. I'm gonna send out this podcast. I wanna give him a shout out, Corey? I hope you're doing well, bro. Keep it silver, bruv. Keep it silver with your sweaty back. I've seen your Instagram, bruv, with that red T-shirt, bruv. You can tell man's getting ready to get back in the ring, bruv. <laughs> but, um, what was the question? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're back to the butcher cast. God damn, it was another bitch. Well, that's me just completely forgetting who Sean O'Hare was. Yes, and then there was me bringing up something after that as well. I genuinely can't remember what it was. You said you committed suicide. Yes. Do you want to hear? Anyway, on to happier topics. It's Wednesday tomorrow. That means AEW. That means NXT. Although, to be fair, I should really be watching Impact tonight, but I've got work in the morning, which is really annoying. <sighs> work is really annoying, but... I'm hopefully Chris Jericho passes this damn test for COVID nineteen. That would be really annoying if he didn't. I mean, why would he be so stupid? No, I'm not stupid. Just naive, naive. Like, dude, it's it's a concert. I mean, the fact that he went to a concert says it all, bro. You know, what I mean, he doesn't need the money. He gets paid enough money. He gets paid enough money. Just wanted to go out and play some music. He loves his, He loves doing what he does. He loves doing what he does. So, let's think about this going forward. So, we're actually going to make a conscious effort, ladies and gentlemen, to, to actually make sure we actually stick to our words. It's going to be a botch every time we do it. You know, every time we have technical difficulties or whatever during this, because this is this is quite backyard CCW kind of stuff. You know, I am your people's champion. I am the good old kings of the building. You've got Sammy Savage. That is me. The man that is the savage one. He's going to make his own beer, ladies and gentlemen, don't you know? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> the <laughs> savage um... beer. That savage beer, look what it's going to do to you. I'm telling you. Oh, I can make one savage beer garden. <laughs> Definitely do that. But, ladies and gentlemen, get at us on the Twitters at KIINGZ89 at Kings89 with two Y's in there. I'll be tweeting out as and when I get a chance when I'm not working, being responsible, and stuff like that. At GOK G0 GONK. Gonk. It's Gonk. Is, at Gonk with an O in there. Yeah. At at Jade at J Jade underscore J Walker. <laughs> the Razor J. Jay, we've missed you, bro. You need to come out of hiatus, bro. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. I actually I tried to arrange to see him at some point during this week. And he'd rather choose food over me. I was not happy about his decision. But what food are we talking about? I don't know. He never said. I can only assume it was Chinese or something like that because it sounded like he ordered it. Well, where's where's mine? In it, bitch. 
motherfucker. Your hiatus needs to come to an end, Joe. I know you're back in the. I know you're back. You've been resurrected. You buried yourself alive. You just disappeared and just came back. So get your ass at the botch. The botches, bro. Formerly known as the Ringside Seats, we are the Botchcast podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to try and bring out another episode. Maybe Thursday? Are you telling me Thursday? I can do Thursday. I think we can do Thursday too. I may be working, but I can tell the residents to behave themselves. Maybe do it after 10 o'clock. We could do like a dark hour. We could be like um, the dark hour. We could be like the triple X version. After 10 o'clock. Yeah, budget cost triple X. Extra swear words like <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> oh. Savage. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm good old Kings. He's Sammy Savage. Always remember, keep it botched. Botched. All the time. <laughs>